One more win was needed for South Africa to secure a T20 series clean sweep over their hosts Sri Lanka. When the teams locked horns in the third and final match at the R Primadasa Stadium in Colombo, an election to bat after winning the toss did not go the way Sri Lanka planned, however, as before 30 runs were on the board, the home team were already three wickets down. Kahisa Rabada made the breakthrough by catching Avishka Fernando off his own bowling and got a second soon after. His wickets to either side of Bjornfortein, sending Dananjaya de Silva back to the locker room. The most prolific Sri Lankan partnership came between opener Kusel Pereira, who top scored with 39 for the hosts, and Kamindu Mendes. When their fourth wicket 34 run stand ended, the Sri Lankan tail did not wag at all but was tucked between their legs. Wickets 5, 6, 7 and 8 fell with the addition of 21 runs. Jamika Karanuratne made sure the target was more competitive, 121 for South Africa to chase. While it was a below par score to pursue, Riza Hendricks and Quinton de Kock got stuck in as if they were chasing at least 50 more than required. At least that was what the run rate suggested, more than halfway to their target in the 8th over, imposing over the Sri Lankan bowlers as both the openers passed half centuries. 40 balls to get there for de Kock, 2 balls fewer for Hendricks. De Kock ended unbeaten with a top score of 59 or 46 balls, a display that also earned him the player of the match honours as well as the player of the series. 56 or 42 for Hendricks as the Proteus secured a 3-0 series clean sweep with another emphatic performance following up their 9-wicket win with a 10-wicket victory. Ideal preparations for South Africa ahead of the ICC Men's T20 World Cup next month, a 3-0 clean sweep over their host Sri Lanka by 28 runs, 9 wickets and 10 wickets. It was do or die for the St. Lucia Kings and Trinbago Knight Riders on Tuesday at Warner Park. The two collided in the first semi-final of the Caribbean Premier League, a repeat of last year's final. Revenge was probably the main driving force for the Kings, taking down the defending and record champions in the penultimate stage would certainly make up for their shortcomings from 2020. They elected to bat first but quickly lost the hard-hitting Rakim Cornwall, gone after just four deliveries. Captain Andre Fletcher remained. Over the next six overs, he added just three runs to the score. His partner, Mark Dayal, meanwhile, was having a much better time in the middle. A 23-ball 50 steered the Kings in the right direction. Fletcher's eventual departure allowed Roston Chase to get involved. He proved more effective at the crease. Their 54-run partnership was ended by Sunil Narain in the 14th over. Dayal out. Chase was then removed in the very next over. Little did the Knight Riders attack know the strongest partnership was still to come. A 75-run collaboration between Tim David and David Visa put the Kings in a very strong position. 205 for 4, their second highest total of the year. Trinbago's inning started a lot like St. Lucia's, with one of their openers gone in the very first over. Lendl Simmons, the early victim of the Kings' attack, Colin Monroe and Sunil Narine revived the innings for the second wicket combining for 71 runs. It would have been greater if it wasn't for Visa, who removed both of them in the same over. The four-time champions knew they were in a bit of a pickle when they lost Darren Bravo, and the wicket of Kyron Pollard followed a few overs later, allowing the Kings to tighten their grip. Three more wickets fell, all in the space of six deliveries, and in that time, Visa completed yet another five-wicket haul. 
With just one wicket remaining in the final over, the Kings knew the job was done. It's gone to the moon. Is this the end? Catch it. Oh, what a ripping catch. Markdown with another one. And look at the celebrations here. Talk about El Dorado going berserk here, the Blues, because it means, that's right, cricket lovers, we're going to have a new winner on the Hero CPL Trophy in 2021. During this international season, Franco Mostert has once again demonstrated his enormous value to the Springboks. Following an injury to Peter Steff de Toy during the course of the British and Irish Lions series, Mostert moved from lock to flank and has made the transition seamlessly. It's always difficult if you get a guy like Peter Steff. He's amazing in his position. He's the he got player of the player of the year in the World Cup, and that was on seven. So. Um, I had to, I can't fulfill his shoes, um, he's just an amazing flank and um, hopefully I can just give my best um, in that position and um, I'm a little bit comfortable in it, um, it's the same work that we did on lock so yeah it's the same work so I'm very comfortable um, but still it's, um, it's big shoes to fill with a guy like Peter Steff played before you there. We have a nice system in place where um, we go with that 6-2 split, so if we have put three flanks on it, to bring that, uh, if you have guys like Kwaha and Jasper and um, Marco coming on the from the bench, it's just amazing. They bring a big vibe. It's Lucy's. They light, they run, they like to run. Um, and yes, and then if one of the locks can go 80, they go 80. Otherwise, um, I just fell in a lock. And so the system is working for us currently. Um, yeah, hopefully we can just hammer on that. Despite the energy that the Springboks brought off the bench on Sunday, they fell agonizingly short on the scoreboard. But Mostert says they will not be surprised at anything the Wallabies bring this Saturday. Yeah, we knew they are going to try and take us on in front. Um, I think they had a great mauling system. We, I think our mauls worked very well. Um, we knew they wanted to um, give us very... A little delivery on the lineouts. Um, I think they did well to our exit lineouts. We couldn't get away with the kick um, or with the exit the lineout. But um, I think this weekend is going to be massive for us. Um, I think we just have to focus on our plan, and if we can capitalize on our plan, uh, our plan, it will go a lot better. Watching Mostert play, it's impossible not to be impressed by his relentless work rate. We wanted to know. Where does he get the energy from? I think a big thing for me is we talked a lot about it um, before the season and it's always when you get tired, you get that small voice in your head that said, listen, yeah, you're tired now, you did enough, you can stop now, you can rest a bit. Um, I like to uh, push myself every time to get in that space where you've never been. Um, I like it when it gets dark and it, everybody's tired. And, um, so, yeah, I think that's a good point, um, a positive point of my um, career is that I like to be in that dark place. Um, I don't think a lot of people understand it, but if you ask a rapid guy, what's a dark place, he will, he will tell you it's not a very nice place. <laughs> 
The Springboks will need to bounce back against Australia in the fourth round of the Castle Lager Rugby Championship at the Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane. The action gets underway early and will be followed by the match between Argentina and New Zealand. It will be live on Supersport. Ahead of the inaugural United Rugby Championship, kicking off on the 24th of September, the Emirates Lions have revealed their 33-man touring squad that will jet off to Europe. The men from the City of Gold opened their campaign in Parma, Italy, taking on Zebre, and they've sent an interesting unit down in the travelling party, a good blend of youth and experience. The franchise will be out to put a disappointing Carlin Curry Cup campaign behind them when the United Rugby Championship gets going. The Chituka brothers get the nod, Emmanuel joining big brother Vincent in the squad. Several youngsters amongst the forwards including Mornay Brandon, PJ Borta, Morgan Nordia and Franco Horn, who served as captain for the Sigma Lions during the Curry Cup. But there's more than enough experience to guide them along the way with Yanni Duplessis, the old head in the squad. The duo of Ross Cronier and Gianni Lombard remain sidelined through injury. Andre Warner and Mornay van den Berg are both included, as well as Jordan Hendrickser and Eddie Fauché, who will both be vying for that starting spot at Flyhoff. The 2021 cycling calendar continued with the Tour of Luxembourg getting underway with a 140-kilometer stage through the countryside of the small European nation. The stage saw an early breakaway of six riders from the peloton going it alone and quickly extending their lead to around a minute and a half with 66 kilometers left in the day. The peloton hit back but spent the majority of the stage around 45 seconds adrift of that breakaway before the small group at the front began to fall apart. As the leaders hit the 20-kilometer mark, the four of Jack Bauer, Sebastian Schonberger, Kenny Molly, and Angal Fuentes Paniego found themselves as the only remaining members of the initial breakaway as the peloton began to close that gap once again. It was with 10 kilometers remaining that they managed to absorb the final member of the breakaway, New Zealander Jack Bauer, and began the sprint to the finish. As the final meters closed in, it was anybody's stage to win, but in the end, João Almeida managed to find himself some space and take the win by the narrowest of margins. But here comes Hershey on the barriers. Hershey going for it. Is it going to be everyone bar him? Let's wait to... Oh, and they're wibbling Almeida. and wobbling all over the place. Is he going to get there? Superb effort. Almeida was centre of the road just as the boxing was going on and the boxing in of Hershey. Almeida finds a bit of space and makes it his own. Be sure not to miss out on the second stage of the Tour de Luxembourg from half past two, only on your World of Champions. A testing 158-kilometer first stage awaits in the Tour of Slovakia. You can follow the action live on Supersport. Day 2 in Zagreb was an intriguing watch, an event full of upcoming track stars eager to boost their reputations. Kenya's Beth Walbergen was the only African competing in the men's 1500-meter event. He found himself outclassed in the contest, finishing outside the top 8. It was Charles Gredin of Luxembourg who finished in first place, pipping Philippe Sassenek to the line while setting a new meeting record. The big names came out in the 100-meter events. It was hard to look past Jamaica's Shelley Ann Fraser Price in the women's race. The three-time Olympic gold medalist couldn't be caught 
another broken meet record, with the Switzerland 2-3 to complete the podium. Tokyo bronze medalist Andre de Grasse went head-to-head with the likes of Justin Gatlin and Reese Prescott in the men's 100-meter race. Well, this time they do get away. It's a good start for Nigel Ellis. Gatlin is starting to move, but he's being hunted down by Curley, and there in lane five comes Andre de Grasse. Left it late. Show his pedigree.